Look in your home. Look in your office. Look in your home office. Everywhere you turn, there's so much smart. At Capella University, we think education should be smart too. Our game-changing FlexPath format puts you in control of your master's degree, so you can learn how, when, and where you want. Smart, huh? Yeah, we think so too. So if you want to take the next step in your career, make Capella your first step. Visit capella.edu to learn more. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. You know, I would have really thought of starting this with a bang and being really happy about Formula One coming to Malaysia. It's a great track. I like it. But, you know, I, I cannot not mention the fact that all the victims of MH370 and more importantly, the families of the victims, our hearts go out to them, our prayers go out to them. This is the Inside Line F1 podcast, hoping and praying that you guys are okay and uh, our support is with you and Kulan is going to agree to the same. Absolutely, Rishi. It's always sad to see an aircraft go down, be untraceable with so many people on board and let's just hope that this brings regulatory changes in aviation where, you know, future incidents like these do not happen. Yes, you're talking about regulatory changes. With all the regulatory changes and the circus, F1 comes to Malaysia, a track which is a regular racing track, unlike Australia, which is like a street track. And everybody's saying here, Mercedes and Mercedes-powered cars is going to be even faster. Yes, Rishi, it's a very big possibility given the long straights and given the configuration that's there. In fact, a lot of people are already jumping the gun mm-hmm. to say that Mercedes could just very well dominate the entire season. Well, it's possible. And, you know, uh, I, I was watching how Nico was ahead of any, uh, anyone else. In, and in spite of a safety car period, he won by half a minute. And Mercedes said they weren't even running the engine to the full regulation. But why do you think they have so much power in reserve? It is reported, Rishi, that they are generating close to 900 bhp with their power unit again it's a reporting okay it's probably a rumor but let's face it as we speak and going into malaysia it is mercedes who is probably topping everyone's list of predictions somewhere followed very closely by mclaren and possibly a williams okay they have more power coming out of the engine but it's the same sound as it's for renault as it's for ferrari and everybody says it's disappointing now here's what i say I think I'm okay with the sound because, you know, the sound of the engine is not the only thing. There's racing. I can hear the tires squealing. I can hear the, the driver messages clearly. And, you know, because of the new regulations, the cars are going haywire. Drivers have to work harder. And I thought the older engines were just too noisy and I needed earplugs. These engines I'm okay with. I like a turbo sound. That's what big cars are about. Sounds will always be an emotional connect with cars and racing. Let's face it, if you and I are standing on the roads, knowing our interest for Formula One and cars in general, you and I will stop doing what we are doing and turn our heads the minute we have a car with a crackling exhaust go by. So what I'm trying to say is it's not the sounds that you and I pay for when we watch Formula One on TV or at the racing circuits, but it is an important ingredient of the sport. You cannot take it away. So giving you an analogy, it's, it's like, you know, Formula One during the turbo days was a pizza. Now, the Formula 1 with the V8s and the V10s and the V12s was a pizza with cheese burst. So even if the cheese burst is not there in the latest engine, the pizza is still there and and we like it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. When it comes to sound, now this is what I've noticed and I've read a lot of articles this week. So John Todd, who's getting blamed for the low sound and the new regulations, who represents FIA, has said, I'm okay with more fuel and more sound. I'm okay with noisier engines. 
Bernie has said he wants noisier engines in spite of not attending the Australian Grand Prix. Everybody who's promoting the Grand Prix has turned around and said we want noisier engines. The teams have said we want noisier engines. Fans have said, drivers have said the same. Then who the f is writing the regulations for these muted engines? Well, it's 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 a complex question that you just asked me, Rishi. Okay. So the regulations were written by the technical working group which basically had represent representatives of the formula 1 teams and they made recommendations to the FIA mm-hmm. so indirectly it is the teams and the FIA has agreed to these regulatory changes so ultimately we know who's somewhere to be blamed for the lack of engine sounds also experts and pundits like for example niki lauda and has uh, turned around and said why are we getting so emotional about it formula 1 goes through changes and and changes happen and we get used to them overnight and and the sport is get, going in the right direction because you know the hybrid engine is the future renault's asked for these hybrid engines or they would quit the sport of course they're struggling with the engines now but that's what they've asked for and if it not had it not been futuristic and important honda wouldn't have ever come back i'm very glad honda's coming back and the success of these regulations to me from a business point of view would be if a toyota bmw or nissan and all the other manufacturers need to look at these regulations and feel attracted towards formula 1 is because we keep talking of racing car technologies coming to road cars mm-hmm. but let's face it if it's only going to come to a ferrari and a mercedes car lots of percentage of formula 1 fans anyways can't afford these super luxury cars on the road we need affordable car manufacturers to take to these regulations and hence to the sport as well or you can just buy out inside line f1 podcast for like 200 million and me and kunal can both buy those ferraris <laughs> <laughs> but you know on 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 that note if hybrid technology is the future of even road cars and i somewhere agree to that we've burned enough fossil fuels at least you and your generation and mine has mm-hmm. okay uh, i i really worry if a la ferrari was to pass me 10 years down the road and not make a crackling sound well yes said that i'm going to agree the same thing came up uh, but the formula 1 uh, grand prix promoters where they said we feeling cheated okay everybody comes here to hear a loud engine and there's lack of sound and we are taking a decision where uh, bernie may not be able to save the grand prix so he might just turn to indy cars which are anyways more entertaining and uh, they don't need any regulation changes every 2 3 years to become overtake friendly and have a lot of noise it's interesting that you mentioned this rishi because there is a bit of a political circle here mm-hmm. okay and there are vested interests which a lot of people i'm guessing would probably know as well so the promoters association are very closely linked to bernie ecclestone because that's where all the commercial rights are, are are discussed so it's not a little surprising that people who made these sounds are on the bernie side of the camp at the end of the day rishi whether it's indycar or whether it's formula 1 what i strongly believe that we need to stop taking an engineer's view to the sport and look at more of what you and i call as a fans view and it is very simple what fans like you and i would probably want Mm-hmm. we want clean racing we want not so complex regulations i mean we've got 100 kilograms as a fuel limit and 100 kilograms per hour as a fuel flow limit i mean we've just gone and made it so complex that purists of the sport are the only ones who are possibly getting attracted so we need to take it to the fans we have multiple tire compounds and you know we have so many things that make racing complex and let's face it at the end of the day the guy who finishes the line first wins I mean can we just keep it as simple as that yes keep it as simple as that the one thing that makes more sound than the current hybrid engines kunal is 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 the inside line f1 podcast <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we make a sound about everything. Everything in Formula One will be heard, said, talked about, and dissected. The Malaysian Grand Prix is up. It is a Herman Tilke track. It is extremely good to look at. I'm, I'm kind of bored of it right now, but it's got those long sweeping corners and brilliant hairpins. And I remember Kimi was asked to go easy on this track to win. And it's the land of the multi-21 this year. Do you think anything is going to happen? Is every Renault engine going to finish in Malaysia? Is that even possible? I would love to see if a multi-21 situation would happen. Forget if Renault is going to finish or no. Although I do hope they will finish the race because we need more and more cars to finish the races. Yes, we need more cars. The ones who are going to finish ahead is quite predictable, but I'm still going to ask Kunal, what does he think the podium is going to look like? Nico or Lewis, the question should be. I would still say Nico. Right, and uh, I have a very good feeling that Felipe Massa is going to be on the podium as well. Fantastic. Uh, along with the same podium, that Mercedes, Mercedes, Mercedes podium, I also feel one of the Force Indias could beat both the Ferraris and Valtteri Bottas is going to be another man to watch out for. There's going to be an interesting race, but do you think the McLaren is as good as it's rumoured to be? I guess so, and you know, Ron Dennis has just made a statement that their their upgrades for Malaysia will make them half a second quicker. So I'd love to see who makes the half second better. Is it Button or Magnuson? Aha. Whichever button it is of the 21 that are there on the steering wheel, the one button that we always press is the sound button on the inside line F1. Whether or not Formula 1 succeeds, make news, we shall bring you something or the other. Right now we're signing out very quickly. We're going to see you post the race. Kunal Bhatt, you know, a lot of traction that is generated in the cars comes through the engineering. But the traction we generate comes through a lot of promotion. And there's a lot of people we need to thank. Yes, a lot of people we need to thank. Uh, first, you know, one of the first that I'd really like to thank is uh, the diehard F1 fan groups. Woo-hoo! Right, they've they've been promoting us for a long time. Thank you, Ritesh. Similarly, we've got Steve from the Addicted to Formula One group as well, who allows a lot of promotions on their Facebook pages, a lot of interactions with their fans. And a new partnership, Rishi, that we've just had is with F1 Extra, a gentleman called Dirt. And we're hoping to see, uh, you know, how his promotions work for us as well. Because, you know, we've, we've been going all guns blazing. And it's only thanks to support from all these, all these Formula 1 fans around the world and on social media. That is, that is very, very true. We're looking at like the Bernies of F1 podcast. And we promise to be very true to the sport, no matter where Bernie actually takes it. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.